Hello everyone and welcome to Let's Have a Conversation, a podcast created and hosted by me, Isaiah Velez. So, what's we're having a conversation about? The goal of this podcast is to talk about issues that are affecting us one way or the other, whether it is a political event, important news, or just a general topic that's worth talking about. So let's start with this week's episode. All right, let's get rolling. It's been a little over a week since my first episode in where I talked about the first presidential debate of 2020. And I closed that first podcast episode by saying that there was still a lot of room for things to happen and change. And oh, have things changed a lot since that last episode. For starters, President Trump tested positive for COVID-19. Another world leader to catch this terrible virus after Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the UK, and Jair Bolsonaro, President of Brazil, tested positive earlier during the year. Leaders who have also downplayed the impact of this virus. Also having tested positive are the presidents of Bolivia, Guatemala, and Honduras, and the prime ministers of Armenia and Russia. On October 2nd, 2020, President Trump revealed early Friday morning that he and the First Lady Melania Trump had tested positive for the coronavirus, throwing the nation's leadership into uncertainty and escalating the crisis posed by the pandemic that has already killed more than 213,000 Americans, according to data by John Hopkins University. A virus that not only has dev- devastated the lives of many families, but also devastated the economy. This caused for the presidents to be flown on Marine One to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center after experiencing mild symptoms and a low-grade fever. On Monday, October 5, President Trump returned to the White House after being discharged. Sean Conley, his physician, told reporters that the president will be monitored closely at the White House and that he, and I quote, may not be entirely out of the woods yet. Trump doctor also said that it was unclear when the president would no longer be able to infect others. As of today, Friday, October 9, as of today, Friday 9, the White House hasn't said when the president last tested negative for COVID-19, information that could help determine who he exposed to the virus and the severity of his illness. All of this has created mass issues over what's going to happen with the next presidential debate and it's been a conversation that has been happening a lot during the week. And due to this, the Commission of Presidential Debate on Friday, today, said that they canceled the second debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden after the president declined to do a virtual debate despite concerns over his COVID-19 diagnosis. The cancellation is the culmination of a 48 hours back and forth between the commission and both campaigns. and means that would have only been the third debate in Nashville on October 22nd, will likely be the final meeting between the two candidates. The Wall Street Journal was the first to report on the commission's decision. The commission, with the backing of their health advisors, announced on Thursday morning that because Trump tested positive for the coronavirus, the debate that was scheduled for Miami will be held virtually, uh, with the two candidates appearing from a remote location. Now, Trump swiftly rejected that plan, saying that he would not show up and setting up a series of events that put the future of all general election debates into question. The Trump campaign has argued that because the president's physician and Navy commander Dr. Sean Conley had cleared him for travel, the commission should move the debate to an in-person setting. Trump is now in talks to do a town hall with NBC on Thursday in lieu of the debate, 
according to a person familiar with the plant, but that source cautioned that things have not been finalized yet. If that event comes into fruition, both candidates would be participating in town halls in separate events instead of the debate, which was scheduled to be a town hall style format. With all of that taken care of, and all of that being said, let's move into another topic. And just like that, we had the first vice presidential debate of 2020, which took place last Wednesday, October 7, between Vice President Michael Pence and Kamala Harris, and of course, the fly. After a crazy and disappointing debate between President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden last week that was marked by constant interruptions, name-calling, and a moderator unable to control the discussion, Wednesday night's vice presidential debate marked a return to a more traditional debate format, which, as a watcher that watched the debate, I appreciated a lot. It, it was really nice to see two adults behaving like adults and talking about issues that are important for the American people. And so both of them were uh, much, it, it was a debate that was much more civil and well-managed. Uh, likewise, both Pence and Harris seem very strong in their arguments and they're backing on their candidates' policy and plans. Uh, the topics discussed on the vice presidential debate were pretty similar to the ones discussed on the presidential debate, which included COVID-19, jobs and the economy. Uh, in regards to the economy, the challenges brought by the pandemic. So in September, the employment was down by 10.7 million jobs compared to February, and the unemployment rate was 7.9%, more than double the rate before the pandemic. And as moderator Susan Page mentioned, Hispanic and Black Americans, as well as women, have been among the hardest hit. The unemployment rate for Black and Hispanic Americans were 12.1% and 10.3% res respectively in September. Of the 4.4 million people who left the labor force between February and September, 60% were women. The candidates also mentioned clean and renewable energy, which totaled a 20% of all U.S. energy consum consumption in 2019, and student loan debt, which reached $1.6 trillion in 2019. Who knows where that money is going to come out from? Uh, so they also talk about the tax bill passed by President Trump and the Paycheck Protection Program. In regards to healthcare, the candidates discussed the 2010 Affordable Care Act and the protection for Americans with pre-existing condition. A really important question, and somehow Vice President Pence tried to avoid that question at all costs when he was asked about President Trump's healthcare plan, which hasn't really hasn't really been made out public yet, uh, but he failed to talk to the American people about that and whether or not people with pre-existing conditions would be covered under plan by President Trump. The percent of people with health insurance increased from 84% in 2010 to 92% in 2018, leaving 8% of people or 26.1 million without insurance in 2019. Though the union share rates varies by state, most Americans are also covered by private insurance with 183 million Americans receiving coverage from an employer. According to a 2017 report from the Department of Health and Human Services, at least 23% of Americans have pre-existing health conditions, 
though that percentage may, may be as high as 51%. The three most common pre-existing health conditions are high blood pressure, behavioral health disorders, and high cholesterol. Climate change and the environment was also a topic brought. Uh, so in the climate change segment, it began with comments on current air and water quality in the U.S. and investment in public lands. As of 2019, the average American lived with an air quality index around 45.6 within 0 to 50, which is considered good. Uh, the discussion also turned to natural disaster, including wildfires and hurricanes. Towards the end of the debate, the candidates discussed law enforcement with a particular emphasis on police misconduct. Over 1 million people work as public safety officers in the United States, and police funding is the second largest category of local government spending after education. And lastly, voting. The debate concluded with the topic of voting and the election, uh, which followed less than a month after the debate. All of these facts have been taken out of usafacts.org. You can find them there and you can read more about it. Here are some numbers. Vice President Pence spoke for 28 minutes and 34 seconds. Kamala Harris spoke for 27 minutes and one second. And in case you were curious, the fly stayed on Vice President Pence for two minutes and three seconds. Somehow, that's the most discussed topic about right now, the fly. So what do you think about the vice presidential debate on Wednesday? I really much enjoyed the debate, although it's really unlikely that it will make a difference right now, as more than 5 million people have already cast their, their ballots over the mail. Uh, but still, you know, it, it's 2020, anything can happen, and we still have a lot of time left uh, for things to change. And as of today, October 9, Biden is leading Trump on the polls by 10.1 points ahead uh, with 52.1% over Trump, which is 42.0% right now, according to 538. And on a quick note before we end, if you're listening to me from Los Angeles or LA County area, stay tuned for a special episode coming in regards to Measure J, which is on the ballot for people living in Los Angeles and LA County. A really important episode, and I'll be talking all about it. Once again, I'm your host, Isaiah Velez. Thank you so much for listening. Send us an email at conversationfee at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Have a Combo. And you can also find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash let's have a conversation and you can send me a message there. I appreciate you listening to me today and I can't wait to share with you the next podcast. Feel free to subscribe and we'll be talking soon.